This is my personal story of the three days my family spent without electricity, what we had to do to get by, and what I learned about health, life, and the necessary ability for us to adjust or risk getting left behind. Welcome to the Easy Keto Podcast. Each week, join health strategist and keto coach Shyla Ann as she takes you on a journey to achieving wellness in your mind, body, and soul. In conversation with various experts, insider advice, and actionable tools are available at your fingertips so you can live an empowered life. And now, your host. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Shyla Ann, and good days to all. Now, before I start, I want to apologize if I jump around a bit. I'm still processing some of this information as this story is still happening. And um, you'll see what I mean as we get into it. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) So this story actually starts the day before our power went out. The Sunday before Labor Day. We had huge windstorms. I mean, they were big. Some places were clocking like 30 mile per hour winds and that is just incredible, incredible. The winds were howling and the sky was dark. On that Sunday, after we took some precautions against the wind, it turned out to be a pretty normal day. I mean, we hung out inside. It was like one of those chilly fall vibe types of days all around. So as we go to bed, all is normal. Now it's Labor Day morning, right before 9am, my son is watching cartoons and the dryer just started. Next thing we know, everything shuts off. It's complete electrical silence in my house. As we try to figure out if it was something in our home that shorted the power or something more. There was nothing we could source, so after that, we radioed our neighbors. Now, in our humble country home, we have no cellular reception. We run strictly off of Wi-Fi, off of internet. And you know what? For the most part, I totally, totally love it. So, back to the story. We radioed our neighbors to see if they had power. No one responded, and we got worried. So, we took our truck and drove to check them out. So one of our neighbors used her house phone to call the power company and get an update. Now, I know what you may be thinking. Wait, I thought you said you didn't have power. How can your neighbor call anyone? Well, this may be not so common news nowadays, but the home phone line can stay active when the power goes out. Amazing, right? 11.45 a.m. was set to be our our turn-on time. After we made sure everyone was alright and got the information, we drove back home to bide our time to wait. So once I got home, everyone was hungry. It's already 10.30 at this point, but we have no electricity and thus no stove. Thankfully, we have a good size barbecue grill, complete with like one range top. So I proceeded to make breakfast and with conserving energy in mind, I had to pull breakfast together without opening the fridge, the refrigerator. My first major adjustment. So 11.45 a.m. comes and nothing. Okay, you know, that's understandable. You never know what could have happened. Then 12.45, 1.45, 
And now it's like 4.45 p.m. And you could see the sun begin to redden as early evening took place. At this point, we're thinking about dinner, about showering, and about prepping for a night in the dark. We decided to set up one of our generators and grab out the emergency kit of candles, matches, and flashlights. Now here comes my next major adjustment, learning how to prioritize household essentials. Water. Water is the basis of all life. That became priority number one. I learned how to connect a generator to our well system so we could pump water. We ended up being one of the only homes that ran on electricity that had running water. I'll tell you, that made me feel like we were definitely living in luxury. Now, we're not one of those families um, on that show, Doomsday Preppers. In this show, they have families who are fitted to the T with anything they could possibly need in an emergency, survival, end of the world type of situation, right? Like hidden underground homes and 50 plus years worth of supplies, like crazy, crazy stuff. We aren't like one of those preppers, but we have what we need for emergencies, and that's what matters. At this point, I honestly can't remember what we made that first night, but we did it all on the barbecue grill. And speaking of cooking, did you know how many amps a microwave uses? Like how much power a microwave needs to just run? We had our biggest generator that was pushing the water for our entire home that could not run our microwave. I was I was truly thrown for a loop on that one. So after dinner, we unhooked the water and decided to watch a movie. We were able to set up our TV and VHS player to our generator to watch a family movie. And yes, before we move on, our family has a VHS player. I mean, what can I say? There are a lot of older movies out there to watch. And if I can watch one, if I can buy an old VHS for like a quarter versus buying that same movie on DVD for $20, I'm going to buy it for a quarter. <laughs> There's a secret money hack for you. Surprise! So after the movie, we shut off our generator completely to quiet the night and rest. It felt like a night of glamping, you know, that glamorous camping, our fancy home is the RV, and our off-the-gridness is our camping experience, you know, having to run generators and cook outdoors. <laughs> this is just me trying to make the best out of this situation. The next morning, the power was still out. The food in our deep freezer and refrigerator couldn't go to waste, so we brought out a second generator. Now comes the next life lesson, learning the basics of running power. Now before we go on, before I go on, I want to preface that in no way am I qualified to tell you how to run wires. Like I'm not an electrician at all, but thankfully my father-in-law is. And not just any electrician, he's a master electrician and a contractor. So when you get to the point of you know, having to keep your home afloat, you really learn what you need to. I mean, you have to. I learned the basics of converting wattage to amps and, okay, wait, let me correct myself. 
I got a hands-on refresher course. And I'm saying this because growing up, my parents owned a car audio shop and my father used to give my sisters and I like these diagrams and surprise mini tests on running electrical wires in cars. Um, we even built sound boxes and all. I tend to surprise even myself when I think about it. And my one sister, Kanoi, likes to show off her sound wiring skills from time to time. But what can I say? She's good at it. <laughs> my father-in-law, Charlie, walked me through the setup of a second generator. How to prime it, how to run it, and how to calculate the amount of power it can hold compared to the item that you're hoping to run. So we were able to hook up both our freezer and our fridge to save our food on separate generators, of course. Finally, I was able to open the fridge and cook a full breakfast. Eggs, spam, and rice. A Hawaii classic. All on my one range top. Power was set to go on around 3pm that second day, and needless to say, it didn't. Actually, we went from getting an estimated time to nothing. Like, being evaluated to loosely quote is what we were told. At this point, we already used like 15 gallons of gas just to run the essentials. Power, food, water. So we decided that a trip to town was necessary. Charlie decided to go to the gas station and get some extra fuel for the generators. He said the lines were so long that it went down the highway, like far down the highway. And to boot, credit card machines and cable internet systems stopped working completely a good thing we have cash in hand um other people who only rely on their credit cards had an even harder time but you know that's the downside to technology it does not always work i mean sometimes simple is better the grocery stores were lined with people buying all things emergency related from lights to food to water we just wanted beer i mean we had everything we needed at home thankfully while all this is going on in town, it was also my son's first day of school. This is Tuesday now. Distant learning, that is. We decided to see if our internet would work. No guarantees because some providers didn't. But we had nothing to lose. We had to keep in mind our generator load, so we unplugged our fridge and plugged in the internet router. The light started blinking slowly and voila! We were connected to the outside world once again. My son could go to school that was one thing off of my plate right after his meeting we allowed for like 30 minutes for him to try and do whatever homework possible but because of something called molecular breakdown we couldn't run the generators all day i mean that and we needed to save our gas for times when we really needed it everything had to be timed and scheduled you could only go into the fridge when they were on to conserve kunis for when they were off dinners were by 5 30 ish p.m so we could cook outside in the light of day and eat in that same light as well showers were short and we had to heat water up in a large pot outside and use a small saucepan to rinse off only the first night and part of the second we had warm water and could shower as we did normally thanks to our generator and whatever water was sitting in the reservoir tank but hey at least we got to take showers off the grid for three nights when it turned completely dark we had oil lamps and candles always have flashlight batteries okay promise me <laughs> your flashlights won't work without batteries have you ever seen a scary movie based in like the 1800s or something 
where oil lamps were like the only way they could see at night. Seriously, the only visible thing was like this six inch radius right around that oil lamp. And then uh, boom, the monster pops out of nowhere and eats you. Well, yeah, that was our night times. Well, minus the monster, of course. I love the nostalgia of using these oil lamps. I'm just happy I don't have to use them every day. It was basically the same routine for all three days. We spent a lot of family time together playing board games. My son Darnell did his best with taking part in school and we hoped for a new estimated time to appear to give us something to look forward to. Now on, on the afternoon of day three, we got a new estimated time, 10 p.m. We took it and hoped for the best. As we were towards the end of eating dinner, this strange humming noise started to make itself known. And for at least five minutes, that noise was just going consistently. And it actually worried us. I mean, I really didn't know what it could be. And once I looked towards the bedroom off of the dining room where the noise was coming from, it's like, bam, I jumped up out of my chair and I yelled, the power's back on. This was so important that I still remember the time it came on, 6.03 p.m. to be exact. And Darnell, my son, said I scared the bejeebers out of him, exact words. And for the rest of the night, he proceeded to talk about how he, his heart was like pumping out of his chest because I scared him so much. We cleaned up dinner and proceeded to shut down our generators and plug everything back into its usual source of power. Oh my gosh, that feeling of just turning on a light switch has never been so satisfying we tucked everything away on this treehouse we have outside to keep it close just in case a few days later and charlie ended up flushing and cleaning the generators and they're stored away in their usual spots thank god we still have power so we had a lot of catching up to do in our home and businesses. For the past three days, we could only maintain the most basic of needs after all. And I'm still trying to catch up actually, but I had to just get this story out to you. There was just so many, there are so many good lessons to take out from this experience that we can all benefit from. Well, our household and the homes of like 36,000 other people or so were trying their best to make it through, we also had to contend with fires some wild and some not yes you heard that right throughout all of this we still have fires going right now like outside of my home is so smoky that i cannot even see the mountain in our backyard and it constantly smells like someone is running the world's largest smoker and i feel like i'm in the middle of that movie the mist have you seen that right touching on monsters earlier i mean oh my gosh is this like a perfect halloween time podcast or what so i'm so grateful for the efforts of all the first responders especially the firefighters who have been going non-stop to keep persons and property safe and my own grandfather was a retired fire captain so i know how hard that job is um true heroes if you haven't heard of the firefighters prayer i suggest you go and look it up their creed speaks volumes about their willingness to sacrifice and their bravery. Although our internet is still spotty, every day we check the fire updates and make sure our friends closer to the affected areas are okay. So, what did I learn from all of this? Well, first and foremost, I learned how precious our basic commodities are. Sometimes we have so much to complain about in the world 
that we often don't see the blessings all around us. Like the fact that we can flip a switch and artificial light gives us the ability to see. Amazing. Truly amazing. The fact that we can turn a faucet and water comes out. We don't have to manually pump water from a well or find a freshwater creek or another source of fresh water and walk buckets of water back home every day to use it. The fact that we can connect with the world at the push of a button from a device as small as a phone. I learned that it's an absolute must to have an emergency supply. Not to hoard everything last minute, but to keep a constant stash year-round. If you have a, a shed where you can store extra gas and propane for your barbecue maybe coal if that's what you need do you have batteries candles a first aid kit do you have water way to access water what about a small generator to make life without power a little more bearable because it could be an extended outage who are you and what do you love to do because without power you don't need to fill your time with some creative and fun habits or even a great book we really went back to the basics of health and life water is life non-perishable foods are incredible i will never again take a nice hot shower for granted ever i learned that you have to be willing to adjust to any and all situations or risk making that situation harder than it already might be there's only so long you can sit in the dark and hope for your problems to be solved for you. There were people who were not prepared in any sense of the way, and they lost so much food and had to scramble for supplies. We might like to think that the stores will have everything we need and want at the exact moment we want them or need them. But the reality is, they don't. And they won't. Have you ever been in that situation where you're trying so hard to look for something and nowhere has it at all? And then where you don't even want it or need it, you see it. A whole bunch of it. Yeah, that's an emergency situation. <laughs> we have to take it upon ourselves to work towards personal health. In an emergency situation, being able to move and make adjustments quickly is a must. And in some situations, it could even be the difference between life and death. Now this episode isn't meant to scare you, but to help you understand another angle to getting healthy. One that, in my opinion, is way more important than physical looks. I hope my story did just that. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you've been loving the Easy Keto Podcast, be sure to leave a review. It really helps me to get the word out. To find out more about this episode, please visit easyketomenus.com. Or come say hi to me at Easy Keto Menus. I'm on all your favorite social platforms. Remember, when you move with pace and purpose, you'll be able to achieve your dream goals. Until next week, have an empowering day.